Let's do this. Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? Oh, man. I am so excited to call this to order. And so let it be called. I love calling our meetings to order. I do too, because it's much better than calling them to chaos. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, since you said that, I, I mean, the group and the show and everything, it is kind of trying to get as much order out of all the chaos as possible. It, it's essentially organized chaos, and that's a term that's thrown around these days, but I, that's, a, that's exactly what this group is. No, I think it's quite apt. I think it's an apt way of describing it. It's it's like taming the void, basically, is what our group does. Did you say taming the void? Yeah. Huh. I've never heard that. Really? No. Mm. Still true. <laughs> yeah. Even if I don't understand it, and I've never heard it before. <laughs> Which accounts for quite a few things that you say, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, I am quite the enigma. Yeah, you are. Wrapped, <laughs> wrapped in a crepe. Uh, I've got some good news, Adam. Ooh, what kind of good news do we have today? I'm not completely out of the woods, but I can say that I have survived the flu. Ooh, spore attack. Well, good for you, man. Yeah, the flu I have was, a little bit of good news. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the flu is no joke. No. And and for and I I don't remember the last time I got the flu, but for all of our listeners who have experienced the flu, oh man, do I feel a sincere amount of empathy for all of you because it is no joke. And I'm glad to be past it. And well, it, the thing about it is that it lingers on just in a kind of a stubborn way for an extra several days. You know, a little cough or a little congestion. Like, it, it doesn't go away 100% until it seems like forever. Yeah. Well, let me say, first of all, that I'm really glad you're feeling better. I know that you were, like, just knocked out. And you were not doing well. And you were not at work. And so I'm really glad that you're back, dude. It's like, not the same without you at 100%. Now, I do, I do have a, a small query because you didn't happen to get any suspicious packages, right? I mean, like... I know we haven't heard much from certain people, but you know, maybe it was maybe you know, I think it was you think it was just by chance, or do you think maybe somehow you might have been given the flu? Huh. I guess I never considered that. It's possible. I mean, we get lots of packages. It's a it's a thing, dude. You know, I, I just think we should at least be aware that it might be huh. possible. Okay. Well noted. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said that I got it from my baby because she had she was the first one in her house to get sick, but it certainly could have been from from a mysterious package. Well, it could have been the long game. The baby was the package. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, the- <laughs> that would be the longest of long games, and I would I would just have to sit back in awe and just appreciate it, no matter how bad I felt. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Boy, they sure got me, but man, that was really man. thorough. Good one. Good one. Totally Much, respect. <laughs> Much respect. Much <laughs> respect. All right. Well, there's never really enough about me, but let's just say enough about me and let's get on to our agenda for today. Well, I have one piece of also good news, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Well, let's hit pause one more time. Yeah. So by sheer happenstance, I too am almost at the end of a stick of chapstick. Are you serious? 
I swear, it's the strawberry kind. It's all they had at the store. Oh, see, I ugh. I don't like flavored lip balm. I, I mean, that's that's fine, but I just want it is, a, is an official chapstick brand, and yep. I'm almost at the end of it. Well, that's pretty awesome. And hold on to that because we'll talk lip balm a little bit um, later in the show. <laughs> what other podcast handles hot topics like lip balms? <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one has the courage to do that. Like but you, you and I do. We've both polished our golden <laughs> shovels and we're going to get after it. <laughs> we're never afraid to break that new ground, man. <laughs> no, no, sir. Not at all. Okay. Well, congratulations on your, on your accomplishment. And, and, and I still have not used up my chapstick. I'm at the very tail end and there's going to be a major group celebration when I finally reach the end. Yeah. Well, mine will seem like, seem like a copycat, but I do want you to know it's almost done. So congratulations no, hey, to your we, near success. Hey, people should be used to us doing great things together all the time now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's kick things off in a familiar way, and that is going down the top contributors list. I'm excited to see where we stand after the uh, heated battle from last week. Well, and, you know, we're going to do what we've done most recently, and that is we're going to go through the list and then we're going to tell the story. Ah, this is, I love when we do it in this format. So starting at number 10, and you'll have to help me with, because my memory is terrible and yours probably is much better, but mm-hmm. number 10 is Chris Birkenbein. He is the co-host of A Dash of Science and a newer member of the Podfix Network. He is number 10. Oh, congratulations to him. Yeah. And so what I was asking about in terms of my memory was, has he been in the top 10 yet? Or is this his no. first appearance there? I think that it's his first appearance because he's a relatively new member to the group. Came on strong. Came on extremely strong. And I think this is his, you know, natural progression to the top 10. Yeah. And, and we'll have more to say about him later in the show as well, I believe. Uh, yes, we will. Very good. Okay. So stay tuned for that. Number nine. Uh, I, I'm almost certain she has never been in the top 10, but we're uh, happy to welcome her there. And that's Leslie. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. She's been making great contributions this week. Yes, and she's been climbing the ladder and finds herself for the first time in the top 10. And not just at 10, but in uh, the ninth spot. Number eight is someone we're very familiar with, and that's Jim Weir. Ah, Jim Weir. Nice. A previous and longtime resident of our top five. Stay tuned for a little bit more on that. Number seven is Brisky from Turn of Phrases. Man, she's awesome. She is our pun turn, of course, our intern in charge of puns that consistently delivers. Number six is Brian Shampoo. Our sports correspondent. He's climbing also. That's higher than last week. Yes. And so so he has been in the top 10. Is that right? So I think this is his second time. Okay. Terrific. Number five, you know, because Jim isn't occupying the five spot where he's been for so long. Number five is Christopher DeVos, the host of Podcast 42 and also a member of the Podfix Network. He's awesome. And first of all, and I, I'm going to wager that unless there's been some movement, Luke might be in spot four. Well, first, uh, yes, hold on one second, but I just want to say congratulations to Christopher DeVos for his first appearance in the top five, I oh, believe. Oh, that's his first time? I think oh. so. Might be a second, but I think so. So, yes, you are correct. And number four is Luke. <laughs> and, and no matter what chaos swirls around him, he, <laughs> he steadily maintains the four spot. He's like the eye of a storm, just consistently right there locked in. That is a great way to say that. <laughs> number three is... King of the Internet and recent uh, recently promoted to more season intern Paul, who is from the uh, Varmints uh, podcast and Blazing Caribou Studios. Yes, the King of the Internet, always reigning high. 
That is correct. Number two is Tiff, which means oh. number one. <laughs> for for many many time periods of time in a row, he keeps he keeps track of it much closer than we do. That would be Keith, the co-host of the Pop Up Filmcast with his friend Derek. You know, I yesterday I had a little bit of time before I went to bed, and I actually went back and listened to the uh, Twelve Days of Pop Up Filmcast. Oh, so good! It was a lot of fun. Okay, so just one story to tell. Other than Chris Birkenbein and Leslie making their first appearances in the top ten. Now, Brian Shampoo is in number six, and Chris DeVos is in number five. I want you to know that I did what I do every single time, and I checked the standings right before we started recording, because I made these notes a couple of hours ago. Yep. And Chris DeVos moved ahead of Shampoo into the five spot. Wow. So Shampoo would have been in the five spot had I not checked <laughs> the standings one more time before recording. <laughs> I tell you what, I bet like there's so many people they're like just stop checking it right before you record because <laughs> <laughs> could have been so different. Yeah, because because something always happens right at the last minute, and it, it in this in this I had to reprint my notes and <laughs> <laughs> it's like they know. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Okay, so there's there's the uh, the top contributors this week. Okay, so we've handed out some new titles recently, mm-hmm. and we have another one to hand out today. Oh. And actually, this is a second new title for someone that we gave a new title to recently, and that's Chris DeVos from Podcast 42. Now, mm-hmm. we recently gave him the title Job Turn right. because he's been turning up some job opportunities for uh, the interns. Correct. And now I have a new one, and I'll explain why in just a moment. But the new title that I would like to give Chris DeVos is our Entertainment cor- Correspondent or Entertain Turn. Entertain Turn, right. Yes. So I, I hereby declare Chris DeVos to be our entertainment correspondent or our entertain, ter- entertain turn. Hey, congratulations, brother. It's great to have you doing all the roles that you're doing. Yeah. And so here's why I wanted to give him that title, because he also has a fantastic show and it's entertainment based. His show is called Podcast 42, but he also has a podcast group, a, a Facebook group, just like we do. It's called the official Podcast 42 group page. And... Just in terms of size, it dwarfs ours. I think it's like twelve or 1,300 people. But the content is very, very similar to our group. But it's particularly loaded with a bunch of great news, like breaking news yeah. on entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And so Chris has been nice enough to kind of selectively pick some of the things that he would post in his group and also post them in our group. And and so I thought it was fitting to officially give him the title since he's been doing that already. That's what, that's what makes him the our, 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 uh, our entertain turn. His group is really funny. I really enjoy the contributions that that group makes. Oh, yeah. it's. It, I'll just put it very simply. If you like our group, you'll like his group. It's kind of like two TV shows that you like a lot. They have some similarities, but they're very different. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. Perfect. So speaking of his new title, we'll actually he's already made some contributions, and we'll share those in, later in the meeting. Awesome. All right. Now, I think you knew this, but we've talked about an orientation program for new interns before. Correct. And Sarah Stapleton of Life is Messy, and Sarah Hacks for that, has been on the forefront of this effort. Mm-hmm. In her time with the GBI, she's posted a bunch of suggestions for the program. And she was also nice enough to provide us with this. Sarah Hacks for that. <laughs> Hello there, Gravity Beardians. Hello. It's been a minute, hasn't it? I've been off working on top secret projects that are just as lucrative as this gig. And by that, I mean not at all. Well, it's an internship. Rumor has it that in my absence, Batman is trying to move in on my territory. 
Well, I've got something to tell you, Batman. I've been dreaming about that move since I was 12 years old, stealing my brother's detective comics, so come find me already. Huh. <clears throat> but back to business. Serious intern business. We have new interns joining in on the regular, so it's time to get our hazing... I mean, intern orientation settled. Right, right. So here's the deal. First, all interns must be warmed welcomely by two or more seasoned interns and four or fewer less seasoned interns. <laughs> Second, Paul Shomo must question new interns on their hot dog as a sandwich stance, to which they can answer honestly or take a picture of themselves standing as a hot dog as a sandwich. I assume management would encourage the latter. <laughs> Definitely. New interns must be bombarded with questions for which they have little to no frames of reference. <laughs> Examples include, would you eat boysenberry rhubarb mustard cheesecake? Which is better, french fries or sauerkraut? That is a sanity check. Anyone who answers sauerkraut has clearly reached GBI-level ridiculousness. That's totally true. Fourth, new interns must answer the following question in gift form only. What is your golden shovel strategy for breaking into the top contributors list? Mm, good question. Mm, bonus points mm. for plagiarizing Keith Gala. <laughs> Excellent. Fifth, should the interns show true GBI merit and respond in all seriousness and ridiculosity to the aforementioned four mentions I mentioned, <laughs> they should be given a nickname by Captain Dammit Jim Weir that we will all quickly either forget or make them regret for the rest of their lives. This has been submitted as Human Resources Statute 4.6.184. Also known as Sarah Hack for them. So there you go, Adam. <clears throat> well, I'd like to say two things because sure. number one, I really appreciate her effort to formalize this process and go ahead and get it out to the rest of the turns. I also kind of want to reward that kind of initiative. Ooh. It's time, man, that Sarah becomes promoted to more seasoned intern. Wow. Congratulations, Sarah. You've earned your spot. You've been doing the hacks, which we've kept on file, and now you have really created something for the rest of the group. So welcome to the more seasoned intern category. Nice. An unexpected promotion today. <laughs> that can happen at any time when you show proper initiative. Congratulations to my co-host on Life is Messy. <laughs> Well, I'm just excited that we finally formalized, at least to some degree, our intern orientation program. Yeah, well, like the Constitution, everything's a framework. So it's a really great framework for the start of somebody's membership to the group. Yeah, that's a great point. Adam, how about we move on to some polls? Oh, I love polls. Okay, we don't have very many. We only have a couple, but they're a big deal. Yeah. And the first one we mentioned before, and that is lip balm. Lip balm. This is a, an important topic. So this was a poll that was posted by Paul, and did you you voted in this, didn't you? I believe you did. I did. I did. So Burt's Bees was the narrow winner over Classic Chapstick. Really? Yep. Now, um, Other came in third, and several people commented with suggestions. Uh -huh. uh, Carmex did well in the poll as well, and so did EOS, which I've never heard of this. Do you know what EOS is? I, I feel like that sounds familiar, but I couldn't speak to it. Well, and I should know because my wife uses it, but uh. apparently this is a new, a new brand of lip balm that's become very popular. <laughs> I just need like a little stick of chapstick, man. It's it. Right. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a classic. Keep it simple. Now, I thought Chris Birkenbein had a... Had a um, the one that he uses, I think, was really interesting. He says he uses one that's made of the blood of his enemies. Yeah, that one's harder to find, though. 
Yeah, it sure is. And can be very expensive. Right, in both in both your soul and in jail fees. You know, things like that. Sure. Well, and the other thing is, if it keeps his lips moist, mission accomplished. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, let's make this a bottom line issue like we do with most things. <laughs> okay. So our next item. So Bob Haynes of the Cretans Guild. He wanted to determine the group's all-time favorite comedy film. Oh, man, this is a big one. It is. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> It just proved to be much uh, much larger task than expected. <laughs> That's, I think, a severe understatement. <laughs> yes. So he started a poll. Well, there was a discussion, which oftentimes <laughs> turns into a poll. And then we started populating the poll. And before we knew it, it was going to be so big that we had to use a format that kind of was more appropriate for the size. Correct. And he has done this before with other things uh, on his show. He decided to stage a March Madness-style tournament of comedy films. I'm so excited about this. I am also very excited. And I think one of the things that I really appreciate it the most is that it's seasonal. We're moving into March. It's tournament time in college basketball. And so it makes sense for us to have our own version of that event. March Madness, baby. Exactly. Okay, so here's the deal. The bracket is complete. And I actually love the way he set it up. He used four legendary comedy directors as the region names. Oh, awesome. And so the regions are the Mel Brooks region, the John Landis region, the Ivan Reitman region, and the Christopher Guest region. It's a strong regional series. Yes. And the, the seating was based on a preliminary poll that I referenced earlier that had over 70 films on it. Wow. Way to step up, yes. group. 70 comedy films were suggested. Would you like to know what the number one seeds are? Of course. Okay. In the Mel Brooks region, the number one seed is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's going to be tough to beat. Very fitting. In the John Landis region, the number one seed was Office Space. Mm, Classic. In the Ivan Reitman region, the number one seed is the Blues Brothers. Oh, man. And get a load of this. In the Christopher Guest region... The number one seed is Blazing Saddles. Uh, dude, I, I don't even know how this is going to like play out. I mean, like, how, do they, how do you beat any of those titles? Isn't that unbelievable? That's insane. Now, Bob had requested uh, for you and I to go through the entire bracket and, and predict winners. We don't have time for that in today's meeting. Correct. But I'll, I'll just say there's some really, really, really strong contenders and I, I think as it goes along, we'll have a lot more to say about it as, as we do in future meetings. Well, I think, Chris, what we should do is, um, in, in lieu of discussing it here, let's just go ahead and fill out our brackets in a way that, uh, in, in a way that we think who's going to win and a way who we want to win. Okay, so, so be, we're, we'll, yeah. so we're we'll, each going to we'll fill out two brackets. Correct. Okay, so here's just some additional details. Tournament play begins on March the 7th. And what Bob's going to do is he's going to stage head-to-head polls in the group as we move through the tournament, and then, a cha- and then a champion will be crowned before the end of the month. So this is going to go really fast. Perfect. And then we'll discuss it as soon as everything wraps up. Whatever that next meeting is, that's when we'll dis- that's when we'll discuss it in a little more detail. And and Bob just wanted um, us to pass along his personal thanks to all the GBI interns uh, who make this possible and fun. And, and I'd actually like to turn that around and express our thanks to Bob for doing this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, man. This is awesome and, yep. and really well executed so far. Yeah, absolutely. The, the bracket is fantastic. So I'm looking forward to this getting started in a couple of weeks. Okay. Guess what we have next, Adam? What do we have next, Chris? We have a road trip audio diary. I love these <laughs> so much. And this one is from our friend Keith. And it comes from his recent trip to New York. Oh, wonderful. And here is installment number one, Adam. <laughs> hey, Tove. It is Keith. Uh, this is Keith Gall, former uh, substitute co-host of uh, Gravity Beard. <laughs> and uh, I promised on the last episode that I would do a uh, bit of a, a road trip diary calling. I'm on my way to New York. Uh, this has been a fantastic trip so far. Quite the opposite of anything Adam would have to deal with. Um, <laughs> kind of similar to like when I co-hosted, I think. Anyway, I uh, got through security <laughs> super fast. I just had a lovely burger uh, at Longhorn Steakhouse. And, uh, you know, it was supposed to be delayed till about 8.15, and then they moved it back to 8 o'clock. So, uh, you know, everything is going good on my way to the big city. I will uh, give you guys a call in and let you know other things going on uh, throughout my trip. All right. Thanks, Keith. Oh, thanks, Keith. Yeah, there you go. There's there's installment one. You usurping i love that guy (laughs) i love that guy well we will we will check back with keith a couple more times before the end of the meeting awesome okay next i got this message from chris birkenbein of a dash to science oh it said i feel like we should have an official gbi science committee of sciencing i would nominate Corey mccord as chief chairman in turn and move to allow myself and vlado as members Mm-hmm. So here's the purpose of the group. For all official science decisions about gravity, plant broth, and to give recommendations on hot dogs as sandwiches, all in favor, any other nominations? And then he left it at that. And so the group responded with some comments. First, Jim uh, nominated Luke, and Luke accepted but suggested that he be the intern, fact-checker intern of interns, for the IFCIOI. <laughs> That's a very Luke position. So it let is. it be written. <laughs> yes, you, you may have that position, Luke. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Griffin from the podcast Discovery Show. And he, Kirk's actually a new, newer member to the, to the group as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kirk has a great show. So check out the podcast Discovery Show. And he also has a discussion group on Facebook. So look for that. So Kirk, he volunteered to be the agron- agronomist. Do you know what that is? No. That I is, did look it up, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a specialist that's over soil management and crop production. So, Kirk, you can be our agronomist. Saul wanted to be the resident amateur expert professional opinionator. Right. <laughs> and Chris responded and said he'd approve if Saul added of sciencing to the end. And Saul, like, <laughs> there Saul agreed. There we go. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, Saul's going to be the amateur expert professional opinionator of sciencing. Right. <laughs> That's a very Saul position as well. Yes, it is. Paul just simply announced that he likes turtles. Yeah, that's a Paul thing to say. I, I feel like the group's personality is really showing through in this science department. <laughs> so Paul will be part of the group. Um, he's just going to be there to like turtles. <laughs> it's really important, though. Yeah, it sounds simple, but it's actually a vital role. So thanks, Paul, for stepping up. <laughs> <laughs> L- Leslie enthusiastically added, I like outer space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you stepped in and made it official. I did. 
Would you like to read the official pronouncement that you posted? I would be honored. So here we go. Let's cue some good music in the background. All right. Chris, it gives me great pleasure to read this. We can now finally open fully our Gravity Beard Science Department, located in the Terry Pratchett Memorial Building. As nominated and seconded by Christopher, Corey McCord has agreed to wear the mantle of Chief Science Intern, with additional Science Department staff to include Christopher, Vlado, Luke, Paul, Saul, and most importantly, Leslie. So let it be written, so let it be done. I am really looking forward to the cohesion of our Gravity Beard Science Department. The contributions to the science community have already been fantastic, and we're looking forward to more. On behalf of Chris and myself, hell yeah. So there you go, science. <laughs> our company is expanding. We are expanding. So how awesome is it that a relatively new member, Chris, Chris Birkenbein, comes into our group and establishes a whole an official department? That took no time at all. Well no. done, sir. We do love uh, young go-getters in our group. <laughs> and old ones. And, and old ones. <laughs> All right, Adam, how about we take a brief pause and listen to the latest message from our promotional partner? Oh, they're great. Let's do it. Stay tuned for more Platinum-level content right after this. sources <laughs> witnessed mass sliming events found previously unnoticed extraneous limbs if so you may have been abducted by aliens but don't worry you're not alone you'll never be alone again we at alien abduction counseling and habilitation can help you mentally and physically recover from alien trauma our alien counselors, I mean our alien abduction recovery counselors, will help you rediscover your erased memories and help you recognize false memory signatures like tap dancing piccolo players and bed covers made from relish. Our expert habilitation therapists can assist you in learning how to use new body parts like six-pronged reticulating splines and safely deliver any number of alien fetuses. If you or anyone you know needs help accepting your new alien overlords or just adjusting to your experimental psyche and alien anatomy, please call ah! That's ah! <laughs> I like that better than our number. I know. This message was never played. You were never abducted. Aliens don't exist. Submit your will immediately or face the death ray. So are you going to play the message or not? Um, you know, we, we probably don't have time. Yeah, that sucks because I really like our sponsor. They, they, I feel like they provide a lot of great services. Oh, no, there, there's no question. They definitely do. I, I, you know, I just, I'm looking at the clock, you know, we're getting, we're, I don't want to keep people longer than we need to. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, what do we have next? Okay. Welcome back to the show <laughs> from the break that we didn't actually take. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, Adam, how about this week's book of the week? Ooh, a good book is always a good read. Yes, just one book selection, and that is part of the Hardy Boys series, and it's called The Mystery of What Was in That Weed. <laughs> you know, once again, though, when it comes out, I, I wasn't able to get it. I'm on the list, though. Yeah, well, you got to get down there early. Like we said last time, there's a rush every time the book is announced. Well, I keep hoping that being like, you know, a, a, one of the chairs of Gravity Beer, that I would have like kind of like a first 
you know, access, but that's clearly not the case. No, no. And plus, <laughs> if you don't get to it quickly, it's only in the library for a little while, and then it ends up on the bookmobile, and you gotta you gotta track down the bookmobile. That's wherever true, the, and that's wherever that is impossible. around town. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, head down to the library and visit with Keith, and try to check out this week's book of the week. Yeah, thanks, Keith. All right, before we move on to the rest of our agenda, how about checking in with Keith in his road trip audio diary? Oh, man, hopefully it's going well as it was before. Hey, Chris, what's up? This is Keith from Pop-Up Filmcast. This is how I still talk, okay, even good. though I'm in uh, New York instead of Atlanta. Uh, it's the first full day and another little uh, entry to my trip diary here. Um, staying at a very a nice uh, little hotel. Um they gave me an upgrade from a queen bed to a king bed. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know if that's supposed to be anything special or not. Um, they said more room. Maybe I need to go on a diet. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they've got a lovely, uh, fully stocked mini fridge here. Uh, I can actually get a bottle of champagne uh, for $50. Oh, that's not bad. I get some chocolate chip cookies in a can for 10 assorted candies. Twelve dollars each, uh, or an intimacy kit for fifteen. Never know when that's going to come that in. It's also in the mini fridge. Anyway, I mean, it's no avocado toast or anything, you know, like Dang it. a high roller like Adams used to. But you know, it still <laughs> seems like a pretty empty setup here. Anyway, things are going good. I'm here in uh, the big city. Donskis. Okay, cool. There he is. Oof. It's close. Well, there you go. Dude, wow, sounds like he's having a really great trip, and he's got you know an assortment of, of snacks and goodies and intimacy ca- kit in case he needs it. This is, sounds like it's a great trip so far. Everything's going smoothly as opposed to what happens on your trips. I don't know what I what's the deal, man. <laughs> the MVP is in the Big Apple. <laughs> That's right. All right, now we move on to this, and this was a a request made of uh, HR. By mm. Trisha from Two Girls on a Bench in the Podfix Network. And these are great. And they're called Tot Pockets. Tot Pockets. Yes. So here's how that works. First of all, the good news is HR approved them immediately. There was almost no deliberation whatsoever. No. But these are pants with zipper pockets that can hold up to 20 freshly cooked tater tots. A la Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And they, they apparently use a material that was developed by NASA to line the pocket which keeps the tots warm i just feel like this is a real advancement in technology yeah for sure and, and I'm, I'm super excited and so head on down to hr uh, to get to get your uh, your official approval fill out the form and you'll be issued a pair of tot pockets yep but they must be returned upon your exiting so just don't ever leave the group and you'll be fine that's right if you ever leave our organization you have to return your tot pockets sorry guys Okay, now for our first installment of entertainment news from Christopher DeVos, our entertain turn. Well, let's get it. Let's get it started, man. So, a couple of items to bring to the group. First, this headline, which I thought was very sad: Feds tell Fresh Prince star Alonzo Ribeiro he can't copyright the Carlton dance. I feel like that was a bad call. They should have given it to him. Seriously. So apparently, what happened is he's suing the makers of a video game that used the dance. And the court denied him compensation. Oh, man. That's tough. I mean, because this is different from like Paris Hilton trying to copyright that's hot as a phrase. <laughs> I mean, like, this is like, if you do that, it was like, oh, it's the Carlton dance. There's no question about it. 
Well, and there's no question that he's the one that originated it and he owns it. Like, it's his dance. Yeah. <laughs> I know, really sad. You can search Pop News to follow all of Chris's entertainment posts. And as I said before at the top of the show, uh, you should consider joining his the Facebook group for his podcast. It's the official Podcast 42 group page. And thanks, Chris, for covering the entertainment beat for us. Yeah, seconded. Okay, Adam, it's time to discuss our next candidates for our three-room apartment. Uh, okay, so are you sure we can't like kind of combine this into like one complex? Adam, we've talked about this before. I just feel like it's a very inefficient use of space. This is a single three-room apartment. It has three so, bedrooms. One, once each bedroom is full, we have to move on to the next three-room apartment. What if it's three-room apartments stacked on top of each other? As long as there's only one person in each room and three people complete complete in an apartment, then any other configuration is fine. Okay. I'm down with that. Okay. So our first candidate comes from Brian Shampoo, and this makes sense because he's our sports correspondent. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tell you right now, this is not going to require any debate because uh, he's definitely going in, but I did want to discuss him briefly because he deserves time on our show. Frank Robinson, the first African-American manager in Major League Baseball and the only player to win MVP in both leagues has died at the age of 83. Oh, that's a, that's a tragedy, but absolutely he's in there. Huge loss, no question. So again, this is not about debating his his candidacy. I just wanted to bring it, bring his information to the show. Formal announcement. Yeah. So Robinson was born in Beaumont, Texas, Adam. Oh. But grew up in Oakland, California, where in his high school, and I didn't know this, and this was very cool, he was captain of a state championship um, basketball team with NBA legend Bill Russell. Wow. Yeah. Now, isn't Bill Russell the guy on the logo of the NBA? No, that was Jerry West. Jerry West. That's who I'm thinking of. Correct. Yes. Jerry, and he's literally, he's, his nickname is The Logo, which is maybe right. one of the coolest <laughs> sports nicknames ever. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. The guy's name is The Logo. That is so cool. <laughs> All right. So here's a little bit more about Frank Robinson. Robinson won his first MVP in 1961 when he helped lead the Cincinnati Reds to their first pennant in 21 years. After a 10-year stay with the Reds that included a 1956 Rookie of the Year award, the 1961 MVP, and a gold glove, the 30-year-old Robinson, get this, Adam, was traded by Cincinnati to Baltimore ahead of the 1966 season. Can you believe that they traded Frank Robinson? No, that's... What? (laughs) That's like the Oilers trading Wayne Gretzky to the Kings. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. You fools. So do you think they regretted the trade? (laughs) Almost immediately. Despite coming off a... So this is what he... This is the season he had right before they traded him. Despite coming off a 33 homer, 113 RBI season in 1965... Robinson was called an old 30 by red zoner Bill DeWitt and was shipped to Baltimore. In his first season in Baltimore, Robinson showed he still had plenty left, no kidding, in his 30-year-old body as he was named AL MVP following the 1976 campaign. (laughs) So he was named league MVP the next season. (laughs) You fools. (laughs) Right. In which he won baseball's triple crown, which is amazing. His uh, MLB best marks of 49 home runs, 122 RBIs, and a 316 batting average, and 122 runs scored helped carry the Orioles to their first World Series title. 
I wonder if somebody walked into like his office and was like, so, um, and he just like, shut up, get out of my office. Could you possibly, other than maybe trading again, Gretzky or Babe Ruth, could you possibly regret a trade more than that? <laughs> That's I insane. That. I yeah, need to, I I have to like, do What are you kidding me? <laughs> right. So Robinson played five more seasons in Baltimore and finished in the top three uh, of MVP voting twice more. After concluding the 1974 season as a member of the Indians, Robinson made history in 1975 as the first African-American to be named manager of a major league club. Wow. Right. A fearsome hitter, Robinson ranks 10th on the career home runs list with 586. An Mm. outfielder and first baseman, Robinson was included into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1982 in his first year of eligibility. So, Adam... We talk about our golden shovels <laughs> yeah, and how we break new ground, which we do, which we do. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. But very few do it like the great Frank Robinson did. Yeah, I feel like he forged his gold shovel in the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> oh my gosh, unbelievable. <laughs> and so, I'm, obviously, you, you and I are in this, on the same page here. He will join Dick Miller and take the second spot in our fourth apartment. Well, welcome to the apartment. And sorry, sorry for our loss. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and at our next meeting, we'll discuss another candidate that will likely uh, close this one out. Mm. All right, Adam, before we move on to our hotline messages, how about we check in with Keith one more time? Yeah, hopefully his trip's still going well, that usurping <laughs> <laughs> Hey, boys, this is KG from Pablo Filmcast. This is how I talk, KG. especially when I am in the big city of New York. Uh, give me just a third call in from my... Uh, trip as promised um last night uh spurs moment i decided to go and see my first broadway show ever oh cool i saw king kong uh, king kong live on broadway and uh it was fantastic nice. i loved it got sitting like the third row wow uh next to some weird old lady who i think slept through bars but anyway <laughs> uh trip has been great a uh, single hiccup so far i had a great uh lunch yesterday provided by uh, my work, in which I had a uh, $56 uh, prime rib steak that was absolutely fantastic. Oh, wow. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I know I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm low life in it here compared to Adam's travels, but <laughs> things can be going pretty good for me. So, uh, heading back today, but I'll see if I can make one more call in later, let you guys know how the uh, airport finished up for me. All right. Later. You know, I think it's interesting because. You know, sometimes we, we just need these moments in life that keep us humble. So I think this is what this trip is doing for him, you know. Clearly. When you when you have Clearly. to kind of ride, ride the low rail, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad it's going well for him, though. I mean, without question, I'm really glad it's going well for him. He's a much better traveler than you. That's debatable, okay? His, 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 his trip has gone well. Okay, we're just going to table that, and, I, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm going to bring some evidence in our next meeting to prove my point. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just hold that thought and that opinion. And we'll address it at our next meeting. <laughs> All right, Adam, how about we finish up with some hotline messages? Man, what better way is there to finish up a meeting? And here's our first message. <laughs> hey, this is Chris from Dash Science, and hey, uh, this is the method in which I speak. Oh. So I've been hearing all these road trips going around, and I thought that I would share my road trip down to the community clinic. Now, don't worry, I'm okay. I was just giving somebody a ride. But anybody who's familiar with the Antelope Valley in Southern California knows that we've got our own little Florida here. 
So I just wanted to share uh, some experiences that I have when I take the 20-minute ride from my house to the clinic. It's about three different cars who've decided to make their own lanes driving down the side of the road to pass other cars. Oh, wow. I don't mean like to get to the turn lane. I just, you know, mean randomly down a street. Doesn't matter if there's pedestrians. That's pretty normal. <laughs> also passed a lady with an umbrella in the middle of the street, swinging it at people. Uh, she wasn't trying to cross. I think she was just making her home there. Also pretty common. However, I did see something today for the first time ever. Uh, not a normal thing in the AV, at least as far as I know. And that was a little person being attacked by two ravens. Uh, we got a big problem with ravens down here, but that's definitely the first time that I've seen that. Uh, so right now I'm just sitting here waiting uh, for the person I gave a ride to come out. So we'll see if I make it back home safely. I'll make sure and call back and let you know. All right. Dunzo. Dunzy. Izy. Bunzies. I don't know. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> I was not expecting the incidents to be being attacked by ravens. <laughs> we have a huge raven problem. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ravens, man. <laughs> Damn ravens. <laughs> little person attacked by ravens. Oh, my god! Really raven problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, so on one, on one hand... Th- that road trip audio diary had a similar charm to Christopher DeVos's trips to Target. Yeah, yeah. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> it was a roller coaster. But at the same time, I think Chris, actually both the Chris's, they prove a point. You don't have to travel very far no. to create a very interesting road trip audio diary. <laughs> I mean, so am true. I right? Absolutely. That was a great diary. And, and I'll, I'll just... I'll just pull the curtain back. We have another installment. He leaves another message, and we'll listen oh, to it shortly. Yes. But but I just wanted to point that out, is that you don't have to travel across the country or whatever, or get on an airplane to provide a, a very interesting road trip audio diary. Listen, sometimes the community around you is the trip, you know? <laughs> yeah, so thank uh, we'll, we'll listen to your second installment in just a moment, but thank you very much, Chris, for that. One second. And here's our next message. <laughs> That's a dramatic and ethical pause, I think. Hey, guys and gals. I haven't called in a while, but I just wanted to let you know that my lips hurt real bad. Napoleon Dynamite? <sighs> I went to the nurse, but she made me call my, my brother, and it didn't help me, and it really sucked. And my lips started to hurt. Napoleon. And I washed my chapstick. I dried my chapstick, and now it's like my chapstick doesn't work, and it really hurts my lips. So if you guys could send me chapstick, it'd be fantastic. Because it's like super cold. I didn't go to work on Wednesday or Thursday. I think the highs were like negative five. It's ridiculous. Love you. Bye. That was Kelsey Jane. Kelsey Jane. I mm-hmm. was like, it could have been Napoleon Dynamite because of the chapstick. No, that was that was Kelsey Jane calling in from the Polar Vortex. Yes. Because she lives in Con- in Kansas. She does live there, and it is quite the vortex of polarity. <clears throat> and the, and the poor thing, it does, doesn't have any chapstick? Good Lord Almighty, that's awful. 
Dude, I can't even imagine that. I mean, that's got <laughs> the first thing I do when I go to a cold location is chapstick because immediately the lips dry out. Now, she did call for people to send her chapstick, so by all means, right. reach yeah. out to her in any way possible and get her get her some chapstick. Yeah, we need to make this happen, guys. All right. And here's our second installment from Chris Birkenbein's Road Trip Audio Diary. I can't wait. Hey, this is Chris from Dash of Science, and uh, this is the vernacular with which I communicate. Just uh, following <laughs> nice. up uh, on my mini road trip to the clinic. Made it back in one piece, no crazy vehicles this time. Lady with the umbrella seems to be gone as well. <laughs> Didn't see a grown man on a tiny pink Razor scooter, which isn't really that unusual here. Well, I mean, it's not usually pink, but the Razor scooter, see that all the time. <laughs> also saw a teal motorcycle. I assume it's a Harley. looked kind of Harley-ish. Uh, had a hand-painted sign on the back of it that said, Breed Up. <laughs> Not really sure what that's about. I assume it's some sort of disclaimer for potential mates. But anyways, that was about it. Half a dozen questionable massage uh, people, places. <laughs> you know they're questionable because the only sign is a rectangular white box with the word massage in red letters on it. <laughs> kind of learned this the hard way. Injured my shoulder on a deployment uh, about 10 years ago. Was regularly getting massage therapy for it before I moved down to California. First month out here, it was hurting bad, so I looked up the closest place, headed down. Waited in the waiting room, chatted a few people. My first warning should have been all the windows were covered, but, you know, I'm from <laughs> Idaho, what do I know? Anyways, worst massage of my life. At the end, the lady made this weird hand motion, uh, said 40 bucks. Took me a minute before I realized that uh, this was a thing that actually happened in real life, and specifically right now. Uh, said no thanks, got dressed, headed out. Initial reaction was like, man, I got to warn these guys in the waiting room. Then I realized, wait, these guys are probably here on purpose. Then I realized they probably thought I was here on purpose. So I just kept my head down and walked out immediately and have never been back for a massage in maybe five years now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess this road trip kind of turned into a tips for living in Antelope Valley. So whatever. <laughs> Completion. Huh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good tip. That's a, I feel like a solid life tip. I, I would even consider that a pro tip. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of went from a road trip audio diary to a cautionary tale. 100% a cautionary tale. A bit of a PSA, if you will. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> well, in any case, as much as anybody that's joined the group, Chris caught on instantly and understands exactly how this works. <laughs> well, I, I think my favorite part of that message was, I mean, aside from like the general you know, jewel that that was, was like, I've got to warn the other people. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> they I are here say for something. That. <laughs> it's like when Homer Simpson goes into a bar that he doesn't realize is a lesbian bar and he looks around and he's like, wait, something's wrong here. There's no fire extinguishers. And he begins to shout, <laughs> you're all going to burn. You're all going to burn. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Adam, we have but just one last voicemail message. Oh, I can't wait. And here it is. Hi, this is Laura Thompson, and this is how I talk. Oh, cool. I was inspired by the most recent Gravity Board meeting and my life lately to give you a call and talk about the fact that everybody keeps talking about this polar vortex. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm living in the middle of frozen hell. Uh <laughs> I keep leaving 15 minutes earlier every day to get to work, and yet every day I get to work a little later because of ice and blowing snow and people who don't know how to drive. Damn it. This morning I left the house at 7 to get to work at 8, and my car was got stuck. 
So it is now 8.20, and I'm about to walk into work. While I was on my way in, the news told me (laughs) that the North Pole is warmer than where I am currently located. It is right now (laughs) minus 28 degrees Celsius. Oh, my gosh. The North Pole is only minus 19. Guess who's moving? So all I have to say about that is I am done skis with winter. Love you all. Night. Well, we love you too. Adam, how great is that that we heard from the first time from the great Laura Thompson? I'm really excited about this, actually, and it was a quality message. Unfortunately, it came at, you know, kind of her misfortune, but (laughs) (laughs) it it was for our comedic value, hilarious. (laughs) Yes, but listener to the show, frequent contributor to the group, one of our top contributors, and now... We've gotten a voicemail message from her. I think that deserves a ta-da sound effect. Laura, thank you so much. It was really, really cool to hear from you. Yeah, seriously. And Adam, what a great and fun way to finish up our meeting, because that concludes this week's staff meeting. Hooray. Wow, what a great meeting, man. I know. What a great meeting. I know. We were so optimistic at the beginning, and that was for a good reason. Yeah, you know, I'm always optimistic when it comes to Gravity Beard anything. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, how about some brief uh, credits before we go? Please do. Join us in our Facebook group by searching the Gravity Beard Interns. That's where we have very serious conversations about the dumbest things ever, as evidenced by this very episode. (laughs) Call us on the hotline if you like. That number is (laughs) 321,465, 2, and 180. (laughs) Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. Please check out Adam on a delicious show called Feast on History with the great Carrie McGinnis. You can also find me on another fun show called Life is Messy with the lovely and talented Sarah Stapleton. If you found this show, you know where to find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is called Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner and can be found on the YouTube audio library. Our ad copy in this episode is performed by our good friends Tori and Kelsey and produced by the magical Sarah Stapleton. For my dear friend and co-host Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host Toph. This meeting is adjourned. Peace. Network.